<laughs> Here we go. What's going on, everybody? I am your host, Carlos Parisi, here for another episode of Sandwich Talk. This is my chance to hang out with some friends and eat some sandwiches and just talk about sandwiches. Uh, what's been really cool about this show is that it's given me a chance over COVID to hang out with some of my friends either digitally or now that we're doing this this year, outside in the safety. Uh, we've even eaten sandwiches in my van. There's my van right there. It's a pretty van, isn't it? Um, well, today I'm really excited. I get a chance to hang out with one of my friends that I've had the chance to work with. Um, this person has truly been one of the most inspiring, direct, um, incredible people to work with. Uh, when I when I say that I've had pleasure working with this person, I actually mean that more than anything. This person is, is an incredible person uh, to work with, to, to be around. Um, her positivity is contagious, but then also she has just such a way of, of just getting things done. I, You know how sometimes you work with somebody that'll make things happen? Well, this is almost seamless uh, working with her. I'm going to put my mask on really quick, and I'm going to introduce you to my friend, Christina Ponceron. Hi. <laughs> What's up, dude? Thanks for coming. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. For sure, yeah. for sure. Beautiful sunny day in oh, Detroit. Oh my God, I know, right? We needed this. We're here over on the corner of Cass and Forest, which is right here over by Wayne State, if you're not familiar. And we're at the Cass Cafe. This place is a uh, legendary location here in the city of uh, just honestly... Uh, this place has been here for a long time. I don't even know how long. Let me get in the sun so they can see us. Have you ever eaten here before? I have actually never been here before. I've heard many a tales. So in my many years of living here in the city and actually living right over there for a long time, um, I've never been here. Yeah. I've never eaten here. First of uh, all, somebody was telling me that I should eat sandwiches from here one day, and I figured it would be a really good opportunity to do it. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, I ordered some sandwiches already, so we can okay. just go run in and pick them up. Jesus, okay. guys, how you doing? Very nice yeah, suit, my friend. Your pants are outstanding. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you? Good, good. I'm here to just pick up two sandwiches that I ordered for a pickup at 4:15. Sorry, give me one second. No worries. Wow. This place is really nice on the inside. Oh. Sure. Okay. Curiosity only. Mask up. Makes total sense. That's necessary. Yeah. How's I your day? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I have I have a lot of questions. What do you okay. know about the history of this place? Of this place, I know nothing. Really? I know absolutely okay. nothing. I wonder if they've got like. Thank you very much. So we're currently doing a podcast called Sandwich Talk, which is where we eat sandwiches and talk. Uh, would you happen to know the history of this place? Uh, we've been around since the early nineties. Been around since the early nineties. Um, used to be an office. Whoa. It's a really nice office. How much was it again? I'm sorry. Uh, 2842. All right. 2842. Cool. Do you guys need pesticides? Yeah, that'd be wonderful. We're just going to sit outside. Yeah. Um, can't 
Do you want ketchup? I mean, I don't know what's in the bag, but we got two sandwiches and we got onion rings. And we should be prepared. We should have ketchup. Okay, you're a ketchup gal. Let's do it. Ketchup. Um, <laughs> they um, actually, what's kind of cool about this is that they sold this uh, back here. So this is all installed by the owner. This whole deck. Wow. And that's um, the upstairs area too. If you are, if you go outside, just mm -hmm. past where a patio is, they mm -hmm. actually connected the building next door. Very so, cool. Wow, hallway and office. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Very cool. I've uh, been around, yeah, since like, been, I want to say 93 ish. 93. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, um, may I ask you for a couple of beverages as well? Yeah. What do you want? I would love. They've got classic Coca Cola in the can, they've got Jarritos here. They got the CBD day drip, oh, um, Sam Pals, Red Bulls. You want to just do Red Bull? <laughs> just, just, just Red, Red Bulls. Bulls. Red Bulls to chase our sandwiches. Yeah. I mean, part of me, I might even double down on the beverage situation. Call. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. I'm thirsty. Yep. I would love a Perrier, and I would love to try something I've never tried. So dealer's choice on one of these CBD beverages. Okay. I've never had one before. So. Yeah, same with me. I definitely want one of the CBD beverages. Um, only, only the one period. I don't want one. I'll, however, do a guava jarrito, please. Guava jarrito and let's see one of each of the CBDs. Sweet, that works. This way we can dealers choice ourselves. Oh yeah, yeah. And so it's our first time here. Awesome. So far, so cool. Give you a couple of thoughts. Excellent. Ooh, wow. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Wow, everything sure. there. And what do I owe you for these guys? <laughs> yeah. I can add it to that if you want, or I'll just I'll just cash you out. Thank you. Can I offer some monies for beverages? No, it's Sanders Chalk is paying for this. That's it's just me paying for it. That's technically. I know. Here. I'm paying for this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sanders Chalk is not a larger conglomerate. It's literally just me. <laughs> we work a planet, but I'm still just paying for it. <laughs> All right. Very cool. All right, you're all set on everything. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Do you have like a little carrier? No, we're just going to take it outside. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You want to grab the sandwich? Yeah. Sweet. Thanks, guys. All right, Thank, thank you. So you. Take care. Nice yeah. to meet you. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks. All right. I love the sunshine. Got that Phil rocking in here, too. Yeah. All right, uh, right about here. Look good. Cool. Let's do it. All right, you want to hang out over on my side here? Yeah. So in this way, we can just be here, hang out. Oh, is this thing going to break on us? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Here's your beverage. Awesome. Very cool. Oh, yeah, we finally get to go have lunch. I know. It's our first, first lunch day. Yup. Right. So Christina and I have known each other-ish for like the last, like what, two years or so? At least, yeah. Yeah, at least two, three years. I mean, with COVID, it feels like I don't know how long time is anymore. What is time? <laughs> um... But I had the pleasure of meeting her, just seeing her around a lot um, when she was managing over at Tekoi. Um, and then from that point on, because I'd been hearing about you over over time from just people saying, oh, you haven't met Christina. She gets shit done. Like That's like one of the first things that you'll hear. And then after that, it's like, she's so cool. She's so kind. Um, but like 100% like direct, like you, you know how to make things happen. Like you are a magical person. Like people would, so nice. would talk about you as if you are the wizard of restaurant that's right. very that's more than kind and I, I really appreciate that yeah yeah i mean it's a lot of people say it so 
and I, I've worked with you now. We've worked with uh, with Kiesling together, and I, I echo that. I think that you are, um, while you're very calm, uh, you still know how to get things organized. Well, kind of, you, you know how to like keep everybody happy, um, listen, and then from from what you've heard, you're able to then say, okay, well, let's offer this as, as a solution. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know if that's a product of being the youngest in the family. Maybe. I think a lot, you know, being the youngest, it could skew either way. It could mean either you're the brat of the family or you're the most diplomatic one. You learn from the mistakes. You listen a lot from other people, the older siblings. So I don't know. I don't know what to attribute that to. Wow. I appreciate. Yeah, of know, course. Yeah. It's that. been a pleasure yeah. working with you. Yeah. Um, before we dive into these sandwiches, uh, since this is sandwich talk, we talk about sandwiches, we talk about life, we eat the sandwiches. Um, but I want to know really quick, what is your favorite sandwich? I should say that for a really, really long time, I've had a very contentious relationship with sandwiches. So that's why it's a little humorous. Explain that, that contentious relationship with yeah. sandwich. What does that mean? I think in a lot of ways, I grew up hating sandwiches. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone's ever said that on this kind of Not program. one person on this show has ever said to me that they hate sandwiches on this show. And if that's true, if, if maybe they have, then maybe I wasn't paying attention. Which is why I, I was remember. a little nervous you didn't screen me first. As No screening needed. Yeah, You're a why. wonderful person. It's This show is not necessarily just about sandwiches. It's about the people that I get to talk to. That's true. So whether you don't like these sandwiches or not, we'll see. I'd like to see if you deconstruct it, pick it apart, throw the bread away. What's what's going on I've, here? I've come a long way with the sandwich. So growing up, I hated having cold food for mm. for lunch. And you know, my that. dad, for you know, the greater part of grade school, used to make my sandwiches. My mom okay. didn't have time. She was working at night. So she didn't have time to prepare my lunch in the morning. My okay. dad would do this. Wow. And he would take, and my, my parents are Filipino immigrants. They probably didn't grow up eating sandwiches for lunch, and they just did what they thought they were supposed to do. Interesting. So Romeo would buy Wonder Bread, get the Hellman's mayo, butterball turkey, or some kind of version of wet ham. Wet ham. That's right. a great way to describe it. Yeah, boiled ham. It's boiled ham. ham. And so he just did what he thought he was supposed to do. It was... He would wash the iceberg lettuce, but not dry it. Mm. He would put way too much mayo on both sides of this very delicate bread, and then, mm. and then layer it on inappropriately. Yeah. Throw it in a bag that doesn't actually seal. Throw in yep. a red delicious apple that was never actually delicious. <laughs> throw it into my backpack. It would emerge from my backpack, partially decomposed oh because it God. wasn't refrigerated. First bite you take out of it. Oh. The mayo would just go out of the sides oh, of my no. mouth. So it was just like, you That's know, the same reason why I didn't like mayonnaise growing up, because the sandwiches that I had were slathered in mayo. Exactly. No, my parents didn't know what they were doing. I hated them. They were cold. They were unforgiving. We hated the sandwiches. The sandwiches were cold. The sandwiches were unforgiving. Yes. Not your parents. Not my parents. Got it. They, they did their best. <laughs> so and we didn't have hot food lunch yeah. in Catholic school. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I, I grew up the same way. I went to Catholic school. Yeah. My mom packed my lunch. We didn't have hot food. Every once in a while, we had Italian bakery pizza days, pizza day. which was, was a day. my God, thick Italian bakery pizza. Wow. If you got the inside piece, you were a master, <laughs> unless you really like the crust. Which right. some people it's a mature thing. Crust yeah. is very mature. Yeah, totally. But 
something happened when I moved to Philadelphia and I discovered, rediscovered the BLT. And that in of itself has become my perfect sandwich. I've Interesting. come to terms with lettuce again. I've come to terms with white bread yeah. and I've come to terms with mayo in the perfectly proportioned, crispy, fresh, wholesome BLT. That's okay. Well, you just made me want to check these out. Okay. They're going to go on the Christina Ponceron test. <laughs> All right, so we've got some forks right. and napkins that here. Let's just up. take out a couple of these. So I ordered two sandwiches, okay. uh, the first of which looks like it's going to be that one. Let's take that one out first okay. because that one is actually going to be a play on your favorite sandwich. So you rediscovered the BLT. Yeah. Um, the menu here has a, a lot of different sandwiches, but then also within the sandwich area, it has burgers, burritos, uh, things that we've talked about before. We'll get to that in a second. But first, I want you just to open up this right. this meal, show the folks at home what we've got, and if it looks good, let's here. do it. All right. Holy moly. Uh, let's see that. Well, we have this showstopper Dang. situation. These major rings look major uh, real estate of the onion rings. Uh, it's huge. You want that piece down just so everyone can see it. I, well, I'm going to need to pick one of these up. Yeah. So you know what? Let me grab this side here. That's going to ah, be my plate. A perfectly shareable plate. Absolutely. I'm going to grab this piece right here because it seems to be the most accessible. Oh, okay. So there we go. We got here a salmon Reuben. So it's not necessarily a Reuben per se, but it's a salmon Reuben. So, or I'm sorry, not Reuben. BLT. Salmon BLT. Mm. I suck it language <laughs> um but a salmon blt so it looks like it's just a regular blt with a giant piece of salmon on it thoughts Which is nice you thoughts? need you need a little fat you need a little fat i'm appreciating the real estate the l is actually spinach we got some is it all spinach yeah i think it, I, there might be a little peekaboo wow. of purple lettuce a peekaboo of purple a little peekaboo of that Let's see here. yeah 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 that's that looks like it's all Interesting. Hey, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for lunch. Yeah. I'm so excited. Mm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm. It's like at first you get the um -hmm for me came with the um the knowledge that it was a BL2. Right. Immediately you taste the bacon, lettuce, and tomato. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then the mmm. Came from the secondary taste of the salmon, mm -hmm. actually complementing the BLT. All right. Salmon's cooked perfectly. It's cooked so well. Mm -hmm. It's actually been a while since I've had a fish sandwich, mm. let alone salmon in a sandwich that's not already mashed up and turned into some crab cake like yep. patty. Yep. It's not burgered, if you will. Not um, at all. But it's, it's a true filet. It's a filet, yeah. Flaky, too. Very nice and flaky. Very flavorful. Rich. Yeah. Yeah, very flavorful. You get a nice smoky texture and flavor on the outside of the salmon, which mm -hmm. is really nice. Um, just picking it apart here by itself, I'll show you guys. Mm. So it's really, it's it's well cooked. It's, it's not overly done. It's not dry. Yeah. Nicely seasoned. Very well seasoned. It doesn't take much to take to make salmon taste great. You know, I think it's again one of those. It's already a very fav like fatty, 
rich mm-hmm. fish that you don't have to coat it in too much to make magic happen. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Typically fish sandwiches will come with a breaded fish too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's nice, it's refreshing to get a really nice piece of just salmon. Yeah. That's just well seasoned and well baked and well cooked. I mean grilled, I would say well grilled. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very easy everyday sandwich. Mm-hmm. I would find that this is a healthier choice. I think rather than having this salmon in a salad, I would have this in a sandwich. I agree. I agree. The, the bread is wonderful. Yeah. It's like a sourdough bread. Mm-hmm. Um, feels like it was mayoed on the outside, not buttered. Yeah. Which is nice. Always the, the low key secret is if you're going to do a grilled cheese or something. Mayo the outside. It's a lower burning point. Mm. Higher burning point. Higher burning point. Mm-hmm. So then it cooks better when you're when you're grilling and pressing your bread. Um, I want to try this onion ring. So I've had a lot of onion rings over time. I think the best onion rings that I've had were at Scotty Simpson's Fish and Chips. Mm. Um, Never because been. it's a, it's over in like Old Redford, yeah. um, kind of like that that neighborhood up there. But what I really liked about it is that when you ate the onion ring, the whole onion ring stayed intact. You didn't just get the slime onion coming out. So we're gonna see what this is like. Hmm. Crispy? Sounds it stays in there. Audibly crispy. Very crispy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ordered these sandwiches to be picked up about a half hour ago. And yeah. this is still crispy. It's not soggy at all. The sandwich is still crispy on the ex- uh, uh, the outside too. Mm-hmm. Overall, holds up really, really well. Hmm. Question for you. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, you seem reluctant to take the ketchup. Are you yeah. not a condiment person? I'm a condiment person, but just ketchup? Not really. Do you dress up your onion rings ever? Sometimes I do ketchup and mux- mustard mixed up together. That'll do. Or an onion ring? Or fries. I've never heard of such a thing. Mm-hmm. So like burger innards. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 I mean. Interesting. If I'm going to do a burger and I see that they have onion rings on the menu, I'm probably going to order the onion rings and put that on my burger. I would do that too. Meal crunch. Hold on. Additional crunch. It's nice. It's it's onion, which I love onions. Mm-hmm. It just works out. These are great. How are we doing here? Oh geez, let's go. We need more bandwidth. Mm, looks like we're okay. There, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully this episode doesn't turn out grainy. If it does, I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody. <laughs> to you. All right. Wow. Um, let me just double check that my, my Wi-Fi's are good. Yeah. I mean, it's on. It, it's definitely on. Wow, that was really good. Um, I'm going to do another one. Yeah, I know. I feel like I want to save space, mm-hmm. but mm. these don't weigh me down. They're not greasy. Yes. Okay. Which one of these two did you want to try first? The lemon lime or the tangerine? Lime. Cool. Little palate cleanser. Love it. You know? Mm-hmm. 
little CBD palate cleanser. Day trip, huh? Sudsy? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Smells wonderful. That's nice. A little bit more watery than I imagined. Hmm. I think I like that though. Yeah. It strikes me more as like a seltzer sparkling water which it's labeled sparkling water that okay, makes sense. <laughs> so it's not it's not a pop mm -hmm. naturally flavored i appreciate that doesn't taste too no, it doesn't syrupy taste. or chemically totally easy yeah okay. I, I do like it it's got a great flavor yeah it's just a little bit watery yeah okay like that. all right we're looking good now we're looking good the, the bandwidth is okay here um so before we move on to the next sandwich yeah Let's talk about you a little bit more. Sure. Um, I've gotten to know you a fair amount while working with you. But when we've had many a conversation, we usually just talk about work. Yeah. Or, you know, I've explained to you my journey. Right, right. I guess I just want to know what led you here, here to do Christ. I'll wait. I took a conveniently placed flight. Just there. It's okay. We've got on your rings. Mm. Well. So I've moved around quite a bit. I came here from Philadelphia three and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. And I actually came here to work for Sequoia. Mm. I had been working for a really wonderful restaurateur in Philadelphia, the people of Sahab, Gizengov, Goldie, sort of Israeli Jewish cuisine, mm. uh, federal donuts as well. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been, I really loved working for them and I was really, really happy. And I think something between like a number of life changes, I felt compelled to just try something new. I don't know if this was me reckoning with the mid 30s something aspect of me like you know now's the time to try something new now's the time to change change on a high note mm -hmm. versus being forced to change it was something i really chose and took a big risk on. leave a hero before you become an enemy something like that yeah and so honestly i hadn't known too much about detroit before moving and i feel like that's a common tale for a lot of people it really is and i had visited once um and I made a decision a week later. I spent 24 hours in Detroit, made a decision a week later after a tarot card reading. What? Yeah. That's actually very similar to how I chose my college. So I think what that says about me, I'm not entirely sure. That's cool. Yeah. I think I have this idea in my mind of what it is that I actually want and what I need. And I just outsource a little bit of confirmation bias just to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, to see if my intuition is correct. Um, and and I believed it was the right decision at the time, or at least I believed that I would do everything to make it the right decision. Mm. So, you know, I picked up my life in Philadelphia after having been there for eight and a half years. And and I moved and I started anew. I, didn't, I knew two people before moving and then was just thrown into the mix of 
reopening a much anticipated restaurant. Wow. And uh, there was a lot of learning as you go. There was a lot of, uh, I don't know, trial by error. And, you know, I can't say it was the smoothest of rides. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. It was a big adjustment moving to Detroit. You know, I made sure to come in without having any preformed ideas of what the city was supposed to be or what city should look like, having yeah. lived in so many other places. That's a really smart way to approach it because unfortunately a lot of people do come in here yeah. with their thoughts of what the city should be or what they should be doing in the city without actually absorbing yeah. what the city truly is. Yeah. So good on you for doing that. I mean, I just knew like I was going to be the new kid on the block again and I had to humble myself and be prepared to ask a lot more questions, to learn, to, to just not know. Yeah. And uh, smart. And so, yeah. Really smart. That's how I got here. Why am I still here? That's a great question. I'm figuring that out, I think. I have loved being in the food service industry here. I think that's obviously one of the reasons that brought me here. And it's still one of the reasons that continues to keep me here. I think whether it's wanting to see things come to fruition of knowing how much effort and how much I'm seeing like my friends hustle and just trying to make things happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's almost, it would feel premature if I left and I just want to see what happens. I want yeah. to know because you feel it. You feel like things are constantly on the brink of something else. And there's, that's something that's really beautiful about constantly being in a state of becoming. Absolutely. And that's what growth is, I suppose. Yeah. I feel like that's the way that this city has been. It's constantly in a state of growth. Yeah. Or, you know, even in, the, in its declining phases, it always kind of happens that way for a certain reason. Yeah. You know, we've become a very strong city because of its constant decline over the years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Spearmus Muller, Surgeon Cinnabus. We, we hope for better things from the ashes will arise. Yeah. And that's that's just the way that this city has always just kind of existed, which is really nice to see that you coming in here have taken that kind of perspective on it and applied that to yourself, too. Yeah. Um, it speaks a lot for your character, too. You know, I, I really, I admire the fact that you listen, you understand, and then you acclimate, and then you adjust, um, which is really something that a lot of people need to take a lesson from. Um, and you've also been able to, like right now, you're three and a half years in and you're thinking to yourself, is it time for me to go? And you're like, no, you're not, you're not ready yet. That's, yeah. that's really cool because I don't think that anybody in over the course of three and a half years is going to know whether it's for them or not. And if they do, I think it's a little premature. Yeah. You know, I have a friend of mine who, who moved to the other side of the state or the other side of the, of the nation. Um, very good. Yeah, we literally just had the sandwich for the first, first time. time. Yeah. You like it? yeah, yeah, we had the salmon Reuben. It's very good. We're about to try another sandwich too. Okay. And uh, I I enjoyed the salmon Reuben. It tastes or not Reuben. I'm sorry, salmon BLT. It tasted like a BLT up front, but at the end you get a really nice like grilled salmon taste. I think I would love that. Yeah. Do you like sandwiches? Very what's your cool. What's your favorite sandwich? Wow. Bagel sandwich. Interesting. What are you doing on Sunday morning? Because you know, real there's question. not a lot of places to find a good bagel. It's true. It's true. So this Sunday, uh, my friend John um, and a couple of us are going to be working over at uh, Milwaukee Cafe. Okay. Or oh, you know where Keysling, Milwaukee is? I don't. No. So it's over in the north end. 
um, just over there. If you were to take Cass all the way down to the boulevard, okay. turn right, just on the other side of Woodward, yeah. um, it's basically in that area. Look up Milwaukee Cafe, okay. sa- uh, Sunday morning, bagel sandwiches. And there's usually a line around the block. No so, joke. Yeah. It is a bagel worth waiting for. Instagram. First Sunday of every month for now. Okay. I've been doing this for a hot minute. Okay. Um, and they're doing these banging bagel sandwiches, everything bagels, fresh wow. made. This is great. Yep. This is phenomenal. <laughs> it's, Please come it's through. The truth. Tell it's, your friends. Nice. Oh, praise be. These these so, are absolutely wonderful bagels too. They'll be excited to hear about. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're made by a friend of ours named Brad. The bagels are, and he makes them in Corktown. Is it these uh, old bagels or is that something? No, these are these are a little bit more low key. Okay, low key bagels. Yeah. Quality. Quality. Okay, so Real deal bagel. Yeah, Milwaukee Cafe. That's if you great. if you want to follow me on Instagram, you yeah, can great. figure out all the info from there. My name is Carlos. Very nice to Hi, meet you, Dina. Adina. So Christina. if you if you type in Carlos, Christina, Christina, okay. If you type in Carlos underscore Parisi, you'll find information. Uh, P is in Paul A R I S I. There you go. There we go. All right, very cool. Uh, I think one of the stories is the link to that. So if you just go to the stories, you'll see it. Get there early; they will sell out for sure. Take care. Nice to meet you, Adina. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Bagels. Bagels. Yeah. They're, I would, I they're would on travel here. far and wide for a good bagel. That's the, the unfortunate part right now. So I'm starting to get bagels from Brad on Saturday mornings because um, Paige is a huge fan of bagels too. She needs a good bagel. And the unfortunate part is DIB closed down because of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And it's left this huge opening for what is a good bagel. Um, you don't want to have to drive to Ferndale for a good bagel. You don't oh, want to have to. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have. It's unfortunate, yeah. but it's it's necessary. Um, but Brad has been doing bagels on a Saturday morning pickup. The thing is, you just need to like make sure that you follow his account yeah. almost religiously to know yeah. when he's ready to sell, and then it sells out. But I do appreciate the directness of knowing that there are the things that I want. Yeah. And like, if I want it enough, I will have to get it. Yeah. You know, like it's truly the closest I could possibly get to the food that I want to consume. And I I like actually, I appreciate the sellout portion. I I appreciate knowing that someone is making something, they're doing well, and other people want it. Like a pop-up, right? Yeah. Yeah, you appreciate the fact that it's available only for a short period of time. And you are one of those people that is able to get it if you can. Yeah. Basic yes. supply and demand. Yeah. <laughs> um, which kind of brings us to where we are now. Yeah. So you've since developed yourself into a larger role as opposed to just being with the, the group of Decoy and Magnet. Yeah. You were able to work with Magnet as they were open to. Mm-hmm. And since the pandemic, you found yourself in a couple of different Yeah. Um, but that, what led you to that? Yeah. You know, I think, I think a lot of people felt a sort of a collective reflection point of what am I doing? What is the value of my efforts? What else can I do? You know, I think when life is moving at such a fast pace, and especially in in the hospitality industry and the restaurant industry, it's a constant hustle. Yeah. I don't think that there's often enough time to stop and think and reassess and pivot. It's like trying to stop a moving train. And 
for me, I feel as though that I've thrived with that kind of momentum, that constant movement. But this period has afforded me a chance to really think, like, what do I really want? What do I really want to explore? Yeah. I have always asked myself, what do I want to do? Does that always coincide with what I'm good at? You know, there's always a a pragmatism sometimes, like you do what you're good at, but I need to give myself as a Capricorn, I need to give myself a chance to not be good at things and to also learn things new. So that was sort of my, my focus. I want to challenge myself during the challenging time to, to say, Hey, take a risk while you can, while you have the time, while you're figuring yourself out. Um, and one opportunity that I found was being able to work with Brother Nature Fund. Yes, so Greg. Is, yeah, so Greg is super awesome, old school. Big shout to Greg yeah. for always being a member of this community, a strong member of this community. Yeah, you know, I think he's like one of the first people that started Trumbleplex, right? And, uh, you know. Another Eastern market, you know, me. yeah, for sure. Been there for years, longer than I have. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like he's always had a very unique perspective on food, food sovereignty, farming, etc. And he's always been doing it his way and the way that he wants to. Yeah. And so being able to start anew and, you know, I just met him very randomly because I was buying greens and fell into conversation. And I think... I look at you now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think those are some of the best connections to make. So lo and behold, I started helping out with... Um, doing transplants, putting plants in the ground, yeah, um, just mostly manual labor and whatnot, and just helping out on the farm, getting to know him, getting to know his family, getting to know his perspective, and reconnecting with nature. From there, I started working at the market, and throughout the winter, I was actually helping with snow cleaning and snow farming. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I drove fast, and yeah. I saw that. You were learning how to work the ATV, and you're like, all right, so how do I do it? I got this. And then you hopped on, and I was yeah. like, wow. Well, and then you're like learning stories. how to drive stick and yeah. drive uh, a truck and a plow. All these things that are very intimidating for like a five foot one person. This is my wingspan. But you it's killed not it. Very far. <laughs> Please note. Uh, this is how high they go. Also, not very high. Um, but you know, these are the kinds of things where it's like being able to throw myself into a situation and say, like, whether I need this today or tomorrow, yep. or ten years from now, learn it. Try it. Take a chance. Make a mistake, and and go from there. What you said is it all kind of goes back to something that a mentor of mine told me a long time ago, which is never be comfortable. Learn how to thrive, if anything, in the uncomfortable. Learn how to be uncomfortable and and make that your everyday. Because yep. once you know how to do that and do that well, then nothing can stop you. Yeah. You know. Good on you. That's been a really wonderful experience, and I've made a lot of mistakes. I tried to retrieve a shovel alongside the expressway. Um, you know, I've run over some things. I'm sorry, Tomavia. <laughs> Big shout out to Tomavia. <laughs> we love you. All right, we got this next sandwich, All right, too. Let's do that. All right, we're going to do this. Oh. Is yeah, just go ahead and grab yourself half okay. of that boy. Yeah. Oh, man, this is wow. Substantial. Oh, it's a big one. So this is the artichoke sandwich. Oh, I see some mustard. Some mustard like, lover right definitely here. Definitely some mustard. You're seeing some cheese in this too. Um, some tomato that just fell out. Also <laughs> spinach. Um, just dive in. Cheers. Mm. 
Cheers. Mm. 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 Well, I should ask you, you know, what is something uncomfortable that you've done during this pandemic? Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's related to work or even personally. Yeah. Where have you put yourself in uh, by the way, this is very like oniony and mustard. I know. Onion and mustard forward for sure. This is this is a Midwestern sandwich. Yeah. Ways. Yeah. Uh, something uncomfortable that uncomfortable that I found myself doing is actually this podcast. Mm-hmm. I was doing a podcast every two weeks, um, just on Spotify. Mm-hmm. We were recording inside of the studio, and then from there, putting it onto just Spotify, uh, Apple Music, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, and. In doing this, I had to figure out because one of my goals in life is to be able to travel, talk about food, learn about food, understand culture. And I want to do that. And doing this podcast has allowed me to do that in a certain way. Um, but in being able be having to stay at home and, and figure out what to do from there, doing this podcast from my own home in the comfort of my own home was it's just a matter of trying to figure out how to do it and how to, how it, it would make sense for people. And it's still something that I find uncomfortable because I'm trying to figure out how it's going to work for you guys at home. Yeah. I want this to be um, something that a lot of people can, can relate to, can yeah. watch, um, learn from as well. Uh, my goal is to continue to educate people on how uh, Detroit is so unique and so, or, you know, just a, a just a, a gem to be, to be checked out. Um, but also um, to highlight the amazing people that we have in the city. And I mean, it just, it goes back to taking everything that I've been taught growing up and applying that to my everyday. And I I find myself in my travels being a Detroiter. I'm very much a Detroiter wherever I go. I talk about our city. I talk about what we do here. And, And no matter what country I'm in, what state, it doesn't matter. I, I find that the love, the community, the support that I have here goes with me. Um, and I, I someday I'd love to explore on how that is able to be viewed by the masses. Yeah. Um, so going back to that, it's just it's really just about how uncomfortable it's been to try to figure out the best way to do that, best yeah. way to communicate that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stories to be told, a lot of places to be highlighted, and I think you know, what better way through food, you know, food moves culture, mm-hmm. culture moves food. Um, you know, it's those two things have always been in conversation with each other. Um, I agree. And the things that complement are, are interesting and amazing. I'm curious though, it's like, no, because I'm not from Detroit and I think yeah. that's an important thing to, to continue to mention, you know, as someone that's a student of Detroit and that wants to learn it and, and live it. Mm-hmm. Um, and learn it through living it. What do you think are some of the more surprising things that when you go to other places and you share the stories about Detroit, what are always the things that come up that's surprising to people? You know, not even like referencing the preconceived notions that people have of Detroit, but what, what piques people's interest? What surprises them? Or maybe makes them curious to come? Um. The thing that piques people's interest a lot is the underground. 
mm. that we've had in the city for so long, whether mm. it's been, if you've learned about the parties, the raves that have happened over the past sure. 20, 30 years here, um, that's something that's always piqued people's interest is like, oh, wow, that's where techno came from, or that's, uh, you know, how, you know, these low-key things all started. The pop-up culture was something that was talked about 10 years ago here because it was something that was done in abandoned buildings, right. you know? Right. Um, and I think what really kind of gets people to want to come here more is to check out the scene, per se. The fact that it's not uh, an overly developed city, but instead it's a city that's had to learn how to continue to develop um, through all of the punches that it's been given. Um, so it's really interesting to me that people are um, willing and able to to say, okay, cool, I would love to check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, I, you don't understand Detroit until you've been in it. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of find that maybe similar to a city like Boston, mm. where like, I've been to Boston before and I don't get it. I'll, I'll just say that I don't understand Boston. I've, <laughs> I've been there, it was okay, but I didn't love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anybody that I've ever talked to that's from Boston or spent years living in Boston has said, oh, well, you just have to spend more time there. You have to, you have to live it. You have to, mm -hmm. because that's why Boston is their home. Mm -hmm. They'll never find a better place than the city of Boston sure. because they've been there. They've loved it. They've understood it. Yeah. Um, and for me, maybe I just, I wasn't, you know, given that chance. I spent yeah. a few days there, you know, with a friend and. You know, we try to go check out as many cool places as possible, but at the end of the day, we're not from there, so we don't know anybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's something to say about being able to enjoy some of the easier and accessible trappings of mm -hmm. sightseeing and like quick referenceable places to eat. But I think no matter where you go, whether it's Boston, Wichita, Barcelona, anywhere, it always makes a difference when you are, are with someone that is from there. Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. That may seem like a, a platitude, but I mean, that makes such a huge difference, which for the case of Detroit, because the city is so spread out. Um, ketchup? I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> all of my referencing of ketchup, I should ketchup? <laughs> I feel obliged now to, yeah, you should. to do that. Now, I, I hit it at the this is a Heinz ketchup. I hit it at the 45, right? To <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to dab it. Here's a knife for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just a tomato, right? Yeah. <laughs> you cut it like that. Yeah, that's interesting. What's, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, you know, I've, I have heard stories of Detroit's pop-ups prior to me moving here. And I continue to hear these stories, which I always find fascinating. And uh, some of the places that people have gone. Wait, I'm curious to know what's one of the most interesting places that, that you've gone in a pop-up or maybe a place where you've done a pop-up. That's really um, surprising or interesting. I mean, doing a pop-up at a nightclub is funny. That's, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, you don't get a lot of customers. I mean, who's snacking? You'll get a couple of people eating, but nothing like it's not going to be a money maker. Yeah, pop up at a club. 
Um, yeah, I would think so. If anything, it's just a couple of people that are kind of like, hey, yeah, whatever. You guys are doing that. That's cool. Maybe I'll be hungry later. Or, yeah, I'm here because I'm doing drugs. Or I right. saved my money for, for beer or like whatever else. I feel like you would get a lot of people on the way out. You know, like, like all yeah. the drunk people who need to sober up that like don't feel like traveling to a Coney. Which is why like a food car or a food truck would make sense. Yeah, that's true. Park it outside. People are on their way to their car, their Uber. Mm-hmm. Grab some hot dogs or whatever. Like in Mexico, there's always a good hot dog stand outside of the club. Am I going to get it? Hell yeah. Yeah. I don't even care if I'm hungry. At that point, I know it. I just need it. You yeah. got to sober up. Um, but here it's like. Yeah. Yeah. True. That was probably like one of the tougher pop-ups that I've done. It's just like <laughs> at a, at a bar club that isn't I'm sure necessarily it's so hard to food. talk to people too. Oh yeah. It's loud. I mean, I can't imagine sure. that. Um, cool pop-ups that I've been to. I mean, you do low-key things inside of people's houses, inside of, um, you know, buildings that have been abandoned. I know, like, a rooftop was really cool with a generator once. That was sweet. Oh, wow. Yeah, a generator for, like, string lights and stuff. Cool. Um, so it's all, like, and then, like, you know, bringing in, like, a generator and, like, just basically, like, Sternos and Schaefer's and, like, having your own <laughs> placemaking. Um, yeah. That's what's cool, too. It's, like, literally, if you can pop up on Belle Isle, then you're good to go. Can pop up anywhere. I mean, if only they would allow for that to happen. Yeah, but you can right? still do it. <laughs> I'm surprised more people don't do it. Yeah. I mean, um, there every, be barbecues every weekend. Every year I do what's called, um, uh, what do I even call it? <laughs> um, oh, Sunsets and Sandwiches, I think it's called. I forgot what I called it. Anyway, it's where like I just invite whoever wants to come out to have a sandwich together. Yeah. And we all just sit on Belle Isle. And eat sandwiches. It's yeah. nice. It's just a nice little like community bonding, and we were able to do that this year. Uh, even if, even though it was COVID, yeah. Um, and it was cool to have a bunch of people come out. You bring your own sandwich. You know, mm. you want to bring shareables. You can bring shareables if you want. But for the most part, everybody just brings their own stuff. You hang out, a couple of bottles of wine or whatever, and then it's just really nice. It's a great place to just relax and yeah. and you meet new people. That's a brilliant idea. Um. And, like, I'd love to make it bigger, but, like, obviously I don't want it to be too big because I don't want it to be insane, especially with COVID, you know? That's true. It's hard to do things nowadays, which is why, like, I'm very happy that we're part of this world now with pop-ups to where, like, you can do things in a safe manner, like what Batch is doing, what Keesling is doing. Which is, it's interesting. It's just yeah. really interesting to be a part of, to see, to watch, to, to listen. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, there's still a way to gather, even if it's not inside of a space, even if you can't sit with your 10 best friends. There's, I appreciate the ingenuity that people have to make these things happen. And yeah. like, I don't know, it's not just about what you're eating, it's the company that you keep, it's Absolutely. about the intention that you have when you go and do it. And it's a lovely thing. Yeah. And that's, that is what I think makes a meal, is being able to do it with certain people, yeah. um, having the conversations, uh, and that's, that's what makes food taste better, in my opinion, is, are those conversations. Yeah. Um, let's dip into the soda real quick. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, babe. by the way, what do you think of the two sandwiches? This uh, one it doesn't look like you ate 100%. You know, I I have like a, a limit to how much I can eat. I'm a big eater. I did like this one. I did prefer the other. Same. You know, I, yeah. I enjoy the usage of mustard. Um on vegetables, it's something that I've never really done before. Oh, yeah, I love mustard. I, I toss mustard on everything. Yeah. I, I get that impression, and especially I think this is like a rye 
want to say it's like a unconventional rye. Seems like it. Yeah. Also toasted. Yeah. Uh, the bread's great. The yeah. bread is wonderful. Uh, the artichoke is nice too. I would actually appreciate maybe a little bit more of an artichoke flavor coming out. Yeah. Because I feel like it was overpowered a lot by the onion. I would but. definitely, I would definitely say that. Um, but you know, it didn't make the artichoke. Oftentimes, those things are marinated, and that makes the bread fall apart, totally. which is my number one pet peeve about a sandwich: is nice. bread that just disintegrates you bite into it comes out the other end God, I hate that. it's yeah. really it irks me that and was probably the one thing that i didn't like about dib is that their sandwiches were all just why was that too hard of a toast I i've often wondered about this and uh maybe it was too toasted cream cheese melted created too much slip 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 Thank and you. slide That's a much better word than what i was going to say <laughs> <laughs> Let your imagination wander. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely think that this sandwich doesn't fall apart. It's one of those sandwiches you can pick up, put down, take a break if that's your style. Some people are a no put down rule person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you don't put it down, then at that rate, you're just, you're in for the mess, you know? It's true. You need, you need to continue to hold it all together. I like to be able to put a sandwich down. You know, while I while I don't do it often, I like the chance to say, okay, cool, I'm going to put that down. And then maybe your hand isn't going to be covered in a bunch of stuff because your thing is falling apart. Right. And with some sandwiches, unfortunately, you just can't do that. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you need – this part usually braces it from coming out. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to try this. Yeah, I'd please. Love to. So this is the, uh, the tangerine day trip. Uh, CBD, huh? How about that? It's been a thing. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm curious to know how different I feel. I'm going to activate the CBD here. I don't nice. think this is what you're is that, told to do. It's yeah, works. it's very, uh, very whiny of you. Just agitating. It's just agitating the CBD. <laughs> See, it makes for Cheers. a larger bubble. Yeah, yeah, I took a right. lot of that. This is a heavy tangerine flavor. I like this. It's like, a little bit more abrasive than this. I was going to say, I feel like it makes it drier. A little bit. Yeah. Totally. More like pithy, pithy dry. It's almost like um, it's heavy on the skin of tangerine. Yeah. It's like the inner the yeah. white skin and pithiness. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like it. Are you, what's your take on the aggressiveness of the bubbles? It's not that aggressive for me. Nothing like a Topo Chico or, you know, I mean, I'm not getting, I'm not, I have no, no, no urge to like sneeze or burp or wake up. As I'm internally. Are you, are you burping? Well, I'm also talking at the same time. Yeah, like yeah. Fizz, fizz plus bubbles is, and eating and talking is always interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, it's definitely slammable. Yeah. Just drink the whole thing. I don't know. I, it's it's definitely a sipper. Yeah. I don't want to chug it. Drinking right now. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I do like it. Um. All right. Well, why do we get to eat lunch? This is awesome because thank you. While we've been hanging out a lot recently, we've only been seeing each other really in the context of work. 
it was cool to hang out with you last night. We went to the Lucha Puerco pop up over at Batch, oh, so and good. we got to hang out a little bit and yeah. talk. Not so much work, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, so doing this with you is it's a treat. I I admire you. I think um, everything that you've been able to do here in the city um, in your short period of time has been substantial to the growth of the city, the growth of the growth of each other. Um, you've been able to understand the culture very well and take that and apply your teachings, your understandings, and push those out. And I can't thank you enough for everything you've done with me as well, because I learned from you. I learned a lot from you uh, and, and the way that you are able to just kind of work a room, work work people. You're, you're, you're just really good at it. And thank I appreciate you. that. I appreciate the, the opportunity to have worked with you. Thank you. Sure. I appreciate being able to make a new friend in a pandemic. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, even though we've known each other for such a long time, it's like, you know, the, the ability to still find friendship and community in a time where we can't physically be around each other or rely on restaurants and bars and these social settings to encourage these things to happen. Totally. It means a lot to me to know that this happened because of choice, because we wanted it to, and like it's very intentional. And um, I appreciate the honest talk always. Yeah, you know, no we've fun. always had yeah. good, real conversations. It's never been how you been, how yeah. are you? It's good to see. How's your pandemic? Yeah. None of that. Shit. Yeah, and that's something that you hear a lot. I, I, I was just having this conversation yesterday. It's like you should just like, eliminate that from your from your the way that you approach friends. Because to be honest with you, a lot of people had a really hard pandemic. Yeah. Nobody really wants to talk about how their pandemic was or is. Um, every conversation that I've had with you has been constructive. It's been um, just a little bit more interest behind who you are, why you do what you do, why we do what we do, or even just the everyday minutia of what we're doing. Like yeah. I found out like what you like for food or like, <laughs> you know what you had for lunch and stuff like yeah. that. It's cool. Yeah. So I appreciate that. No, thank you. And uh, I'm, I mean, this is one of the first sandwiches I've had in a while. So there you go. holy crap. Happy to be today. back, back <laughs> in the game. Um, for the, the folks game. at home, how do we follow you on Instagram uh, if we want? Or like, is there any way that like any, any plugs that you want to do um, towards the things that you're doing, things that you're a part of right now? Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, you cannot see me on an ATV anymore. That's definitely the thing that you might have wanted to check out. Um, but I am on Instagram. Uh, it is C Ponsaran, P-O-N-S-A-R-A-N. Um, yeah, I don't post all that often, but I do try and rep my friends as much as possible. Um, I am trying better to, especially as the weather is lightening up, to support a lot of the restaurants that have supported me, the establishments that have helped give me a lot of community here. And um, I mean, stay curious. I feel like there's still so much happening in the city as much as it feels like it's not. It's it's latent at times. And um, yeah, check out Keesling pop-ups on Fridays and Saturdays. Um, a lot of places are opening up their dining rooms, um, but I do believe a lot of places are still doing to-go things. But check out Keesling if you ever want to Check out one of the pop-ups. It changes every single week at this point. Yep. My gosh, such a good variety of things to, to try. 
uh, Milwaukee Cafe for that daytime coffee fix. Uh, there's not many places that are open seven days a week right now, and they are open every single day. Um, so check them out for that delicious coffee. And then my homies at Takoy, you know, they've been around for a really long time trying yeah. to do the damn thing. Big and, shout to the team there, too. Yeah. And that, once you're Takoy, you're always Takoy. That's one thing that I've learned is everybody who's ever worked there takes that place to the grave. Yeah. Whether, yeah. whether you left there on your own or you left there because of other circumstances, you're still a, you're still a Tokoy family member. That's true. And I think with a lot of places, you know, especially like Tokoy, I'm always curious to see where people end up, what they end up doing, what pop-ups they start, what restaurants they open on their own. Like there's just so much that's happening and everyone's super interconnected. So if ever feel like, you know, do I check it out? Do I not check it out? Just go. Yeah. Just have check a good it out. time. Check it out. At least you did something. <laughs> At least you ate a new sandwich. Yep. Tried something new. And um, the more opportunities I think we give to just try things new, every day is a chance to do something different. And I think that's something I'm trying to do. It's a good message. That is a really good message. Yeah. Christina, thank you for being on the show. Uh, for everybody at home, I want to thank uh, the Planet Ant team for putting us on, Mike McGettigan for putting us on every Wednesday. Um, I want to thank uh, Zach Bridges, Danny Veer for being part of the show. Um, Parker Hammond, uh, Mailman Carl Malone, uh, Chief Miles O'Brien. Uh, our, our intro music is <laughs> um, Bushwick Tarantella by Kevin McLeod. And, uh, and of course, I just want to make sure that I thank every single one of you guys for checking us out. Uh, this is a podcast that I love to do. I've been doing this now for a couple of years, and it's, it's made me uh, happy to, to check out new places to eat. But the biggest thing that I love about it more is the opportunity to hang out with friends and have these conversations that I think are important to the growth of our city, or at least just continuing to, to build on what this city truly is, which is about love, respect, and community involvement. Um, so everybody, please check us out. Uh, more Planet Podcast at planetpodcast.com. Sandwich Talk is available all throughout uh, on Spotify. You'll hear this podcast as well. Uh, I'm Carlos underscore Parisi on Instagram for all the updates. Um, and I hope you guys got hungry here at Cast Cafe. Boom. <laughs> um, check it out. Check out Cast Cafe. Uh, and uh, there's nothing else to say. Happy sandwich, guys. <laughs>